Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yay Networks. Hello, welcome back to S for Me in My House. I'm Elena. And I'm Jordan. I've had an epiphany this past, like what was this, like a week and a half ago that we like started talking about this episode? Yeah. What is your epiphany? That, well, it's the entire episode, but basically I had this epiphany of like the amount of control that we think we have and the amount of worry that comes with that control and how much the Lord plays such a big role in that. So we're going to kind of be unpacking that today. Sorry, I jumped right in. Oh no, we're here for a, a quick jump in. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting when you start looking kind of how fear, worry, and joy are sort of interwoven and, and intertwined mm-hmm. in a kind of peculiar way. But a lot of it, I think, is rooted in biblical application. So that's really our goal on this episode is to give you a lot of practical, like, how can I, like, what can I take to the bank when it yeah, comes what, to what can I do today? Worry and control and, and mm-hmm. fear. And ultimately, how do we seek and pursue joy even in spite of all of that? So yeah. that's mm-hmm. today's episode. We're excited to be with you guys again. Thank you for tuning in. And yeah, let's jump right in it, honey. Well, first let's in, let's talk about the elephant in the room. Jordan's not high, okay? Oh. <laughs> I mean, I put on a little bit of sympathy weight, but you don't have to call me an elephant. No, I said you're not high. Oh, no, I'm not. Because of your eyes. I think they're better today, though. They are better today, but I just wanted to mention it because <laughs> the past couple of days, you guys, the amount of people, well, not like not online, but in person, people have been like, Bro, what's up? Yeah. He has really bad allergies. Well, I haven't had like allergy symptoms in probably a good four or five years. Just randomly, they, this, my eyes started getting house, all red and watery again. Yeah, I feel like I haven't either. Well, now I have, but the last couple of years, I feel like because of this, the trees in our yard aren't as allergy as the other ones are. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what's that meme? The guy's like, okay. <laughs> Yeah, no, I think you're right, actually. The the trees, everything's blooming, everything's getting yeah. warm and coming alive in Michigan finally. So we're here for it, but my bloodshot, itchy red eyes are not. So hopefully that doesn't distract too much from the episode. But I wanted to ask a question for you all, question of the day. Mm. What do you really have control over? Thinking your life of all the different decisions you have to make, the thousands of decisions, uh, big and little and in between. Mm-hmm. What of those do you really have control over? I mean, really, like you have a decision and you can make a choice on either this direction or that direction. How many of the decisions and options in your life do you actually have control over? That's just kind of more of a uh, rhetorical question because we're going to start unpacking a little bit on that precept and kind of as a uh, part B to that question is, Focusing more specifically on what do you worry about 
And why do you worry about that? Yeah. Like what is the, at the core or at the root ground zero of worry? And why is that? I think a lot of times we tend to worry about the things that we can't control. Mm-hmm. And ironically, the things that we do have control over, we don't really worry about those. And so that begs the question, what do we really have control over? And the things that we don't have control over, why do we worry about that? Mm. So that's kind yeah. of, that's kind of the, the, the questions that we're, that we're pondering that kind of stirred in our hearts as we're asking the Lord and seeking his word for some guidance and some clarity, because yeah. obviously what Melaine and I talk about here on the show is things that are relevant and applicable that, and timely exactly with our life. Say. Yes. You know? Yeah. And by the time this episode goes live, you guys would have known that we are currently in the process of moving. And so we'll link the YouTube video that we share that about down below because I don't want to bore you guys with it. There's a lot of unpacking that we do in that video. So definitely go to that video first. Um, But yeah, this was something that I started to feel myself worrying because there were so many elements out of my control. So many. Would we sell our house? Would we find another house? Where like so many like really key, big, important things that I had no control over. And normally when you see the biggest amount of worry, it's for like pretty major life things like this. I feel like a lot of moms when they're about to give birth have this overwhelming sense of fear and worry and anxiety in thinking about labor because labor is something that you have absolutely no control over. You have no idea when labor is going to start. You have no idea when the baby is going to come. It's kind of one of those things where like you can plan for it to be on one day, unless you're like induced. But even then, sometimes when you get induced, it just still doesn't work. So it's one of those things that you really just have to kind of hand over to the Lord and know that there's nothing that we can do to make this happen when we want it to happen. And so what is the point of sitting here and worrying and being in fear and letting all these things that the enemy so desperately wants us to feed off of when we can just hand it to the Lord and be like, Hey Lord, this is, this is for you to have. This is yours. Amen. That brings, brings up (laughs) Matthew 6, 25, where Jesus is telling, you know, the disciples who of you can add a day to your life by worrying. Yeah. Like what's the, like today has enough worry of itself. Mm-hmm. Don't don't worry about tomorrow. And he, he points to the very simple, basic life on earth, such as the lilies of the field. They don't sow nor reap yet. Your heavenly father clothes them in such glory. Like they, they're beautiful. Melina took a picture on her Instagram recently of like these really pretty tulips and they might smell they bad. They smelled like butt crack, but they were pretty. <laughs> but like you look at how beautiful like the lilies of the field are. And Jesus says not even Solomon in all of his glory was, uh, you know, as these are. Like just saying these basic things God looks after and takes care of. And he points mm-hmm. to the birds of the air and how your heavenly father feeds them. And how much more of worth are you than flowers or birds? Right. So Jesus's whole point there is saying, look, mm-hmm. you have an unfathomable amount of worth in God's eyes. And so he won't abandon you because look at, he doesn't even abandon the things that are far less of worth than, mm-hmm. than you are. Yeah. And so that's, that's kind of the heart where we come from is like, mm-hmm. there's so many things 
in our life that we don't have control over that we worry about? Like, is our offer going to get accepted or am I going to, and again, we're, we live in an, in a ivory tower, so to speak on a lot of things because we are in a first world, right? Like we're in uh, the United States and live like point zero 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 one percent of the world. But that doesn't mean that our worries or our struggles are any less legitimate than somebody who is struggling in extreme poverty in a third world or developing country. Mm-hmm. It just means that that like that looks different. Yeah. But the common denominator, regardless, is to trust in the Lord and not in your own strength or your own ability. I think a lot of times, like I have dear friends who, I'll I'll say this. So I have friends that think that they have so much of their, so many aspects of their life already planned out and know exactly Mm -hmm. what they're, we're going to get this job and we're going to get this house and we're going to have kids at this time. As if there's like a formula or prescription to follow for life on what is considered socially acceptable. Like Mm -hmm. I had a thought just this morning, I'm like, well, what is the, you posted a reel about things that people say um, you know, to young moms or young parents, oh, yeah. uh-huh. uh, like the boomers that'll say, you know, all these, all these crazy things. And I think the same works for older moms who are like maybe later in life having kids. And it's like, yeah. Oh, aren't you too old? Like you're a geriatric mom. Yes, or something like I that. meant to say that too, because what, when you were, when you read the comments of that reels, everyone is like, Oh, the same applies to me and I'm an older mom or the same applies to me and I'm in my thirties and I don't have kids and I'm not married. So like, no matter what you do, someone is going to have something to say. Yeah. My point with that is it's as if there's almost, almost like a certain prescribed window of time where you're supposed to do things and as if like society has constructed what you should do, when you should do it and how you should do it versus, Hey, maybe the Lord has a different plan for my life and Mm -hmm. maybe, maybe it looks different than yours and different doesn't have to be scary. It just means it's different and it's still good because it's God honoring or it's in his time. Mm. So just like the birds of the air or the lilies of the field, he'll take care of us and give us today's bread and take care of our needs today. Mm -hmm. And if we trust him with just today, this next step in front of us with that lamp to our feet, which is his word, we, we have enough light for the next step and the next step. It's not a flashlight where you have a beam 50 feet shining down the path mm-hmm. so you can see, okay, yeah, I'm good. I'm trusting in this flashlight rather than trusting in the Lord to be my, my light. So he gives us just enough. Hey, trust me today. Right. Trust me today. Trust me one more step. Trust me one more step. And that starts to build our faith and our hope on what he's already done and how he continues to deliver. Mm. It's not a hollow or empty faith that yes. our our hope is built on. It's actually mm-hmm. built on God's truth claims and how he's backed those up all throughout history. Yes. Amen. And I feel like before we even start talking about worry and peace, we need to first lay out the foundation that peace can only come from the Lord. Nothing else. Like our peace comes from him. It's not going to come from a specific job that you want or a specific person that you're going to marry or a specific event in your life. It's not going to come from any of that. The only thing it can come from is the Lord. And if you can flip over to Philippians 4, 6, actually let's do Philippians 4, 4. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. Let your reasonableness be known to everyone. The Lord is at hand. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything 
But in everything, by prayer and speculation, with thanksgiving, let your requests be known. Sorry, it's supplication, not speculation. Speculation's like you're you're wondering oh, about sorry. something. But in every supplication, like supplication, bringing your requests to yes. God. Okay. So I just want to get that right. Okay, let me reread it. But in everything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication. That's it. Yeah. With thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your heart and your minds of Jesus Christ. I actually like the version that my phone had a little bit better. The NLT? The I not life giving translation? No, just I kidding. think I might. I just, I just made a bunch of people mad. While you're pulling okay. that up, honey. I have it up right okay, now. Okay, go ahead. Okay, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank Him for all He has done. Then. You will experience God, God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your heart and your minds as you live in Christ. So do not worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for what he has. Then you will experience God's peace. Sorry. I feel like I just had to kind of go back because it is so simply laid out. It literally says, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything and thank God and tell him what you need. Mm -hmm. When we do these things, then we will experience his peace. How often times do we go to the Lord first when something happens? Mm -hmm. Like, I know it like sounds real, like I know it could, you could easily be like, oh yeah, no, no, I go to the Lord first for everything. But did you text your spouse first? Did you text your best friend? Did you text your mom? Did you confide in someone first? Like. What was the first, your first thing? Was your first thing to just go to your knees and fall to the Lord and just pray? I know for me, I wish that was my answer, but I know I probably texted Jordan first or I called my mom for a FaceTime real quick. Like I know there's other things that I like just naturally instinctually and in, in, instinctively. instinctively go to that's not the Lord. So one thing I want all of us to take away from this is the next time we have this like overwhelming sense of worry or fear or lack of control to just pause for a minute and tell him and bring it to him. Hmm. Um, and then the, la the second part of that is to thank him for all he has done. I think with peace and joy, um, and this is one thing I'm writing about right now in the devotional that I'm doing. So I'm trying not to like talk about too much of like what I That's say in fine. the devotional. It's all good. Um, but I truly believe that in order to find joy, you have to find thankfulness because until you thank the Lord for what he has already done, how could you possibly be thankful for the things that he could possibly be doing? And so I feel like it's just this never ending cycle of like, well, of course this girl has joy. She has this, 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 and this, and this, and that. And it's like, well, sure. She has these things, but you have no idea how thankful she is for those things or what am I trying to say here? Like, or what kind of avoid those things may be trying to fill that they can't fill. Right. Yes. And things until don't we're give thankful, you joy. Yeah. And until we're thankful for what he's already done right now, then how could you possibly find joy or how could you possibly be thankful for the future things he wants to give and bless us with? It's an optical illusion when you think yeah. once I get here, then I'll be joyful. Once I get this house, I'll be joyful. Once yeah. I have this car, I'll be joyful. Once I get this job, once I have children, once I get married, once insert whatever situation it might be, mm -hmm. trust us like we've and, and not I to have say caught this, us saying that so many times, not to say it, not to not to come off as like, um, 
better than or or know it all. But I say this because a lot of what I just said there, Melania and I have been victim so to guilty of. guilty of like, oh, once this happens, you know. I used to and think like once we got when once we got married, I remember when we were engaged and I was like, oh, once we get married, we're not going to be fighting as much. There's not going to be all this bickering. Let me tell you, sis, it multiplied by 10 once we got married, actually, because yep. it was just amplified and we just were not prepared. There's, it's just it's funny how our brains work. And when we moved into this house, I remember thinking like, oh, honey, it'll be so much better once we move into this house like this, this isn't that. And it was like the opposite. Like when we moved into this house, it was disaster for like six months. And we just had, I had so many false expectations or realities of what was supposed to be. And it wasn't. And then I was like so defeated and it took me forever to put the two and two together. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, that's the thing too with, um, it could come off as like, oh, I thought these things were gonna deliver a, a joy or an <laughs> expectation, but you end up being let down because you said, wait a second, I knew this wasn't really going to fulfill me in the way that I thought or perceived it would. Yeah. And I still fell for it, you know? Right. And so that's yeah. where it, you have to drive everything back. And of course the devil wants you to be worrying, anxious, yes. um, scared and unsure. Think of back when Jesus was uh, facing temptation in the wilderness, he was fasting for 40 days. Satan uh, comes to him and tempts him three times. And then afterwards, uh, it, it says that, you know, after Jesus resisted him three times, the devil left him and then God sent angels to minister to him. Mm. And I always thought that was interesting. Like, hmm, here you have the son of God, God in the flesh mm. here on earth, but almost necessitating ministering too. If you look at Jesus's uh, whole ministry, what we see recorded in the gospels, there's so much time where he just retreated to be with his father, retreated to be in fellowship, retreated to stay connected. Mm -hmm. And I'll tell you one thing, when I'm gone out of the house all day and all night and I come home really late and I haven't seen the kids at all, like I didn't get to, get to see them when I woke up and sometimes like just as they're getting ready for bed, I, I might see them for 15 or 20 minutes. I notice like a visual, physical difference in Ari and Aletheia because that's mm -hmm. for me like an indication that they act differently when I haven't been in fellowship with them and they haven't been in fellowship with me. Not because I'm um, some amazing dad or that I have all these things to offer to them, but it just goes to show, I think it's a mirror reflection of how when we're out of tune and we're out of fellowship with our heavenly father, how chaotic and disoriented mm -hmm. we can be. And that's wow. where a lot of time fear and, and worry and stress and anxiety have a have a room to come in because we haven't been ministered to as mm. Jesus was being ministered to as he spent time with the father and as the angels came to give him scripture and comfort and encouragement that's so good that is like a really 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 good analogy because it's so true I mean that happened a couple of days ago and I remember it was the end of the day the Jordan had been gone since 5 a.m and I was getting them ready for bed and I remember thinking to myself like <laughs> oh i'm like so ready for this day to be done and then i remember oh they haven't seen jordan today and it just like suddenly clicked it like all everything made sense all the extra tantrums made sense all the naggingness like all the extraness that they had done that entire day suddenly made sense because i was like they haven't seen their dad today of course yeah. they're going to be a little bit more irritable irritable of course they're going to be more this this and that and it just made all that much sense but you kind of just 
going back a little bit, you started mentioning the enemy and the enemy so badly wants you to let fear dictate your life, let you think you have control of your life, let anxiety and worry and all of these feelings and all of these things that do not come from the Lord. He wants all of those to dictate your life because if those dictate your life, that means Christ isn't. And if Christ isn't, then we in some doo-doo. Yeah. Okay. Well, to say the least, I think if we're, if Satan has our attention on all the things that are not in our control and then mm -hmm. can get us to worry and cripple us with anxiety about those things, <coughs> then we're not hearing from the voice of truth that comes from God through his word. Mm -hmm. And instead we're listening to the voice of Satan and the lies that he brings mm -hmm. to us. And a lot of times it can seem cleverly packaged, right? Like the two truths and a lie example yeah. that you gave that, sh that you heard from Sadie. Yeah. And I think of, you know, John 15 where Jesus tells his disciples to uh, abide in him because he is the vine and we are the branches. And this idea of, you know, Ari and Aletheia being in connection with us and, mm -hmm. and having, you know, proximity and, and close proximity with us also follows into your adulthood and, and throughout your whole life as a Christian, because you have to stay connected. And I remember walking in Israel through vineyards and I, you don't have to go to Israel to walk through vineyards, obviously, but I remember being there and we're kind of reading this, uh, this passage in John 15. What I noticed, this just shows you how much of like a, suburban or city area kind of kid I am. I never felt like a true grape or, or, you know, a grape vine before or any sort of like a, a vine um, plant before. I don't know how many things have vines, but grapes obviously, you know, uh, are, are most prevalent. So I remember feeling the vine and the branch was like so brittle. Like I could probably just like pluck it off with my thumb and index finger but the vine was like super strong. I couldn't, I couldn't break it. Not that I was trying to, but I remembered like, wow, this thing is tough. This is strong. This is rooted and established. And I think that was such a perfect picture of who Christ is and who we are. We're so brittle, but thank God we have life through connection to him. Mm. And so that for me, seeing Ari and Aletheia, like I need to be with them. I, and how much more of an indication is that, that I need to be with my father in heaven right. and in and, and close proximity with him. Mm -hmm. So those are kind of some of the, the beginning, um, beginning, I guess, applications that we see when we start to see worry and fear creep up. And we have some more stories. Uh, I have one in particular too. That I have a good one. We want to share, but first we want to thank our sponsors for bringing you guys this episode and since we're talking about kind of fear and worry and then security and peace, we trust Simply Safe to protect our home as one of the best home security systems you could find on the market today. In fact, US News just named Simply Safe the best home security of both 2021 and 2022 as well. We really like how catering and customizable Simply Safe makes their products. You can buy as much or as little as you want for your specific house, your specific needs, your specific budget. Everything just comes a la carte so you can build the perfect system for you. Simply Safe protects your whole home around the clock, every door, window, and room. It's backed by the best 24 7 professional monitoring in the business, ready to dispatch police, firefighters, or EMTs to your home. 
Simply Safe is less than $1 a day and you can set it up in around 30 minutes and it's always simple to use. There's never a long-term contract and you can even try it for 60 days risk-free to see if you like it. If you don't, just send it back free of charge. You can customize the perfect system for your home in just a few minutes at simplysafe.com slash my house. Claim a free indoor security camera plus 20% off with interactive monitoring. Go to simplysafe.com slash my house. And we also want to thank BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. Now, if you don't know, BetterHelp is an online therapy service with some of the best mental health and mental wellness counselors and professionals available. People don't always realize the physical symptoms, even like headaches or teeth grinding and even digestive issues can be indicators of stress. Sometimes a lot of the stress and worry that you feel and that you are experiencing, like we're talking about on today's show, can actually be a deeper seated issue that a professional counselor can help you work through. For me, I know personally, being able to have somebody in an outlet to talk to them and to confide in has been such a great stress reliever in addition to things like working out, even just eating the right foods all play into your mental health and your mental wellness. Stress can show up in all kinds of ways. And in a world that's telling you to always do more, sleep less, grind all the time, go, go, go. This is a good reminder to take care of yourself. Maybe do a little bit less and try some therapy. I know Melana and I have had a great experience with our counselor and she was always so responsive, so thoughtful. And it was actually a fun time to be able to connect with one another and somebody else who can evaluate our relationship from the outside looking in. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist. So you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy. Give it a try and see if online therapy can help lower your stress. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. And as for me and my house, listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash my house. That's betterhelp.com slash my house. We'd also like to thank Grove Collaborative for being a sponsor of our channel. Do you have some resolutions to be more sustainable? Make it easy by starting eliminating single use plastic. Grove Collaborative is here with reusable swaps to make lasting impacts at home for your family and the planet. Grove carries hundreds of products aimed to replacing single use plastic across your home and personal care routine. And by 2025, Grove will be 100% plastic free, which is wild. Like Grove's concentrated cleaner and refillable glass bottles, they're friendly to the planet and twice as effective as the leading natural brands. And they have really, really cute packaging too. Um, you can switch to sustainable products and everywhere in your home from laundry care to soap and more. Grove Co. has you covered with safe formulas and refillable packages that never compromise on performance. You guys know I have talked about their sponge several times. It's a walnut scrubber sponge. It's one of my favorites. I will buy so many of these and just keep them stocked up in our house. But it's a game changer and one of my favorite like multi-purpose cleaning sponges that is from the planet and made by recycled materials. Join over 2 million households already shopping sustainable at Grove. Go to grove.com slash my house today to get a free gift set worth up to $50 with your first order. Plus shipping is fast and free. Get started right now at grove.com slash my house. Grove.com slash my house. And if you're a parent, then you know kids are amazing. 
but can also come with some expenses. But with fabric, protecting your family with term life insurance is actually surprisingly affordable, and it's one of the best investments you can make. Fabric was built specifically for parents to help you manage your family's financial future like a parenting pro, stress-free. Fabric's new lower prices mean significant savings over other providers with great policies, like a million dollars in coverage for less than a dollar a day. Fabric is also fully backed by Vantus Life, one of the most trusted names in life insurance since 1847, so you can feel confident you're getting a high-quality policy that meets your family's needs. Now, it might sound a little bit morbid to talk about life insurance, but nobody's really planning to die, even though it's one of the only things that you can guarantee is going to happen to you in this life, that and taxes. So why not get your financial legacy in order by getting a term life insurance policy with Fabric? There's no risk to apply today. Fabric has a 30-day money-back guarantee, and you can cancel at any time. Protect your family with term life insurance now in just 10 minutes. Apply today at meetfabric.com slash my house. That's meetfabric.com slash my house to start protecting your family today. M-E-E-T fabric.com slash my house. Fabric insurance agency policies issued by Vantus Life. Not available in New York and Montana. Prices subject to underwriting and health questions. All right. I want to open up with a question. How many times in the Bible do you think it says, do not worry? Oh, Oh, I actually know the answer to this. Yes, I think. But we'll pause, think in your mind, three seconds, three, two. Throughout the entire Bible, this thing, how many times do you think it says, do not worry? I thought you were going to give the answer when I counted down to one. Oh, sorry. The answer is 365. Wait a minute. How many (laughs) days are in the Gregorian calendar? Isn't that... It's as if God intended to let us know and remind us every single day, do not worry. And what do we do every single day? Like you could read a different verse about not worrying every every single single day day. of the year. Yeah. And the story I wanted to share is something that happened a couple of nights ago. I remember I was, I think the kids had just taken their baths and I was trying to get them to put their PJs on. And Alethea didn't want to put her PJs on and she was like, Ari's gonna, Ari's gonna bite me. I'm like, he's not gonna bite you. And she's like, Ari's gonna bite me. I'm like, he does have woodchuck teeth. But like, he was not near her. He was still in the bath. Like, there was so many, there was no indication. There was no like, no furtive movement. No, like, that no, he was going to. Yes. And here she is in tears, thinking that Ari is gonna bite her. And I just had this such like aha moment. Like this is probably how the Lord feels about us in so many different situations because we are here worried about something that is not happened, probably won't happen, is out of our control if it does happen. And we are just like so distressed and distraught and letting this like one thing dictate and navigate so much of our day. And I'm like, I do this. Mm-hmm. Sure, like the example of Alethea is a little bit more minimized or like a smaller scale of that. But still, I was able to kind of see like, oh my gosh, like I am Alethea. I'm over here worried about this, 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 and that. When it's in the bathtub still, Ari's over there. It's not even happening. There's no indication that that's even going to happen. And I'm here mm-hmm. crying about something. 
So it just, I don't know, maybe that's something you guys can relate to. Maybe there's something in your life right now that if you stop for a minute and think like, what am I, why is that even a thing? Again, to the question that Jordan began with, what do we think we have control over? And what do we worry about and why, right? Yes. Yeah. I think of um, like watching any of you sports fans out there, if you watch like ESPN instant classics or like the old reruns. I don't. (laughs) Any of you sports fans out there, not the one that doesn't know a puck from a football. I sure do. An end zone to a. That I don't. Ozone layer. (laughs) This one. So you might be able to relate to this. So if you played sports at any kind of more serious level, you'll know that, um, you know, that you'll watch film on a, an opposing team before you might play them. So you can kind of see where their weaknesses are and how to exploit them and all of that. And I really do think, and Pastor Tony Evans has brought this up before, he says that just like a opposing football team, an opposing football team will watch film on their opponent the week before to see where they're weak, Satan also... And his minions, the the demons will watch film, so to speak, on us and see where we might be weak, that where he can exploit us. And we all worry about things. That's that's one of the common denominators of humanity is being worried about certain things. And so if you think of like an ESPN rerun, like an old game that was kind of look like a ref today. <laughs> yeah, no comment. Um if you th- if you think of uh Sorry. You kind of look like a ref today. <laughs> if you if you uh think of like these old reruns where it might be some amazing game or some really significant game or the ending was insane or whatever, you'll have these reruns. And I remember watching games that I remember watching in real life, but they these were like reruns maybe 3, 4, 5 years later. And it's different watching the game in real time versus watching a rerun. And so when I think of this idea of worry and and like oh no like i don't know like what's what's going on here what's going to happen like are they going to lose are they going to come back and win it that's different feeling in real time when you don't know the end as is as it is when you're watching the game that's like an old rerun because of the old rerun it might look horrible like oh man they're never going to come back from this but you're just sitting back you're like I already know the end. I already know what's going to happen. And so you're not, you're in this state of peace and very tranquil, serene calmness because you already know what's going to happen in the same way. Not even that, but also you're like excited because you're like, watch how they like come back from this. They're like, yeah, just watch watch. how cool the the ending ends up being like, watch what this can. Yeah. Yeah, So exactly. And that's, uh, I think it's Isaiah 46, (laughs) 46 or 45, somewhere around there. I'll, I'll find it and, and pull it up. But, uh, it says that the Lord declares the end from the beginning so that you may know that he's God. Mm. And that for me is like, wow, if God's telling us not to worry because he is in control, ultimately we might think we have control, but even the control we have is so limited and so miniature that, God is entirely in control and entirely over all things. Mm -hmm. And if he's telling us 365 Mm -hmm. days, uh, 365 times in his word, once for every day of the year, not to worry, then it's as if he's watching that rerun of the game of our life. 
and saying, just watch. I know it might look like you're down. I know it might look like it's an impossible to come back mm-hmm. after that first half or after that score or after that play. Just, just wait. Just wait and see how it ends. Mm. And he's already told us the end from the beginning to confirm and to validate it. It's as if I were to sit here and tell you, okay, you want to play the uh, the lottery. Um, do you want the winning numbers for next week's lottery? And if I gave those to you and they were right, and you're like, what? How'd you do that? And if I said, do you want next week's as well? And those were right. And do you want the week after? And you want the week after? And you want the week after? And if I did that, thousands of times would you if I did that 5,000 times and they were all 5,000 were right would you doubt on the 501st time like oh, I don't know I'm taking a step out of here in faith I'm not exactly like it, and in fact that's what you're doing mm. but there's such a track record and such a declaration of authority in that example but in reality we have God's word which is filled with prophecies that have been told hundreds or even thousands of years before and have come true. Mm -hmm. So that I think in perspective to our worry and our anxiety, Satan wants you to think, okay, he's watching the film. He knows what you're doing, but God is watching the rerun Mm. from the, from the end saying, I already know how this goes. Wow. What a solid way to end. (laughs) That was so good. Well, I do want to, I do have another verse I wanted to share because I thought this was just fire as we're, kind of coming to a close here can i share something real quick yeah go for it i feel like something to really take out of this once you're done reading this episode or reading this episode (laughs) once you're done listening to this episode if you're driving or something to like get a journal and list out things in your life right now that are you are letting control whatever fear, whatever worry, whatever thing that is, let's say that's a job that you're going to interview for or a school application or a midterm or an exam or a pregnancy or whatever it may be. I want you to write those down. The reason I want you to write them down is because I feel like as soon as we do, we see how easy it is for the Lord to just take that and hand it over to him. The verse that I mentioned earlier in Philippians, the First thing it says, rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. And then it asks you to hand things over to the Lord and to thank him. So just a really easy thing that we can do is just when we spend our time in prayer with him, converse with him, let him know what's going on. He already knows. In case you didn't know, he already knows. But he wants that intimacy with you. He wants that connection with you. He wants to have that conversation with you. So let him into every aspect of your life. Let him into every single little crevice. For the longest time, I felt like there were certain parts about my life that I like could not turn to the Lord for. When in fact, those things have should have been the things I should have been turning to him about the absolute most because those were the things that he had the most control over. So look at specific parts of, of your life right now and just Hand that over to him, you guys. Spend that time in worship. Spend that time in prayer. Spend that time thanking him and handing it over to him. And you will feel feel such a peace. Like literally that verse literally says, do this, 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 then you'll experience this peace. So I just want to encourage you to like literally do that and see what happens. Come back to me in a week and let me know how the Lord handled that. Amen. And I actually have a quick story on that too, but I want to get the verse Isaiah 46, 10, and it says, uh, I declare the end from the beginning and from ancient times, things that are not yet done, 
saying, my counsel shall stand and I will do all my pleasure. So that's the Lord that is on your side, that if you know him and if you are his and he is yours, he is doing all that he pleases. And that is to give us joy, give us his peace and to not worry about anything. Another verse that I thought was just so fitting before I share uh, is Proverbs Proverbs twelve twenty five, which says anxiety in a man's heart weighs him down, but a good word makes him glad. Mm. And I remember being in, gosh, I must've been like 15 or 16. I was part of this group called um, fellowship of Christian athletes and campus Christians. They were just like two kind of extracurricular after school co-ed Bible studies uh, on uh, on our high school campus. And I say campus because Melania and I went to a <laughs> high school with three high schools all on yeah. one campus. There's almost 7,000 kids all together and you'd have classes at the different schools. So like a lot of people, a lot of definitely a great mission field and an environment for conversations to take place. And I remember we had a, uh, a meeting with the Secular Student Alliance, which is like made up of atheist, agnostic, um, all different kinds of people in that sort of general uh, grouping or, or category. And we wanted to do like this round table discussion. I think there were a couple other, like maybe the Muslim student association and the Hindu student association. There's other, other groups there being uh, represented as well. But I remember like they wanted me to present something. It was me. And then I was like kind of the, the, JV leader. And then the, <laughs> my buddy Tyler was like the senior, t like the team leader. Mm -hmm. And uh, he was a year older than me, dear brother in the Lord. Good, good guy. But uh, I remember like they wanted us each to kind of give a two minute sort of uh, presentation amongst like probably 30 others from different, uh, different worldviews. And I remember just sitting there in my room as a 15 year old, like sitting on the ground with my Bible. Like, I don't know what I'm going to say. Like it, I was feeling so anxious and so nervous. I'm like, I, I, God, I don't know what you want me to say. I don't know what you want me to, to share, but I just need it to be from you. I remember like closing my eyes and just asking the Holy spirit to fill me. And I was just silent and didn't pray. I was just sitting in silence, asking the Lord to meet me. And all of a sudden it was really weird. And I'm not trying to be dramatic or like, uh, or overemphasize something, but I remember just sitting there and I remember being able to hear nothing because normally you can like hear background music or white noise or something's background noise at some level. I remember like not being able to hear anything. And I'm not saying like I was in a trance or anything like that. I just remember just being completely at peace or completely still and calm and really experiencing like genuine stillness. Mm. And all of a sudden I just heard chirp, chirp, tweet, tweet, chirp, chirp, tweet, tweet. And I heard these birds outside and that was all I could hear outside my window. The window was closed, but it was just so loud. Like these birds outside the window of my parents' old houses when I was obviously living with them. And I just remember like the bird, like all I could hear was the bird noise. It just got louder and louder and louder and louder. And then my mind went immediately to Matthew 6 where it says, think of the birds of the air. Mm. They don't, they don't worry, you know? Mm. And that was, it was such a, I just remember feeling like a extreme sense of peace and a, a washing over of like peace coming over me. And I was like, Oh, okay. Wow. I don't have, to, I, like, I don't feel stressed or worried or anxious anymore. And then I was like, wait a second, that's what I'm going to share. 
So I did, I kind of gave a little bit on how God provides peace Mm -hmm. and it was really interesting. And I won't go into all the, all the aftermath of that, but it was a really unique opportunity that some of the folks from the different worldviews actually came up after and said, I I wasn't expecting to hear that, but I really like what you said, or I really Mm -hmm. was encouraged by that, even non-Christians. So that's so cool. Yeah, it was, it was pretty awesome. And it was like dually, um, dual use there where it gave me peace in a time where I was feeling anxious and worried and stressed. But also that was the very word that I was able to share with others that weren't even from a Christian perspective. And that's how God used the whole thing. So Mm. it's kind of cool to see how, how the Lord took that situation and said, I got you. I know how this ends, you know? Yeah. So take heart, be encouraged that the Lord is, working for you and on your side not you against need not, you need not worry the just enemy is him. against you not the lord yeah, amen all right y'all well i close this out in prayer yes go ahead <coughs> you go ahead honey no go ahead okay you pray okay i like when bear prays thanks okay Thank you, Lord, for another opportunity to come together and record a podcast together. I pray that this touches those who have been letting worry and fear and anxiety consume so much of their life of their life. And I pray that just this overwhelming peace um, and surrender and love just flows out of them, Lord, that they feel your presence, that they feel how much you love them and how much you want for them, Lord, and that you are not against them and that you are for them, Lord. I pray that they're able to come to you and feel this comfort and peace um, and are able to just express their love towards you. Um, In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. And if you're out there, send us a message, leave us a comment. If you're like, I'm struggling with this, I need prayer for this, I'm stressed or worried, fill those comments and just overload our comment section with prayer requests and then as well if you can jump in and pray for somebody else Mm -hmm. who left a prayer request for something that they're struggling or worried or or anxious about we would love to see that and uh, we love you guys and you're such a great support system for us and we hope we can at least reciprocate in part um, all that you guys mean to us so thank you for tuning in and for being part of the as for me and my house family We love you and we'll see you next time. Bye guys.